When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Ethan, and I'm not Gen X, but listening and watching Gen X grown up makes me feel like I am. If you want the same experience I've had, consider becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners, to this episode 148 of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. I'm John. Joining me as always, of course, is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? Know that Mo is here with us. Hey, everybody. In this episode, we head to Russia to find out if a viral stand-up comedy bit can be adapted into a motion picture. What? Check out a piece of pricey green... T- what? Is it already three for loop, though? <laughs> like, what are you talking Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. Check out a piece of pricey green tech for your kitchen countertop and return to a galaxy far, far away with the latest in the Star Wars video game franchise. All those topics and many more coming your way this episode. First, though, it is time to listen to some fourth listener email. There's three of us. We don't know if anybody else takes time to listen and writes in. That's the fourth listener. I know, George, you don't listen. But if I don't we're listen. counting you as three. All right. This time, we have a third listener. George, you're fourth. Our third listener this time around is CXK, also known as Aaron, our buddy over on Discord. Oh, yeah. Hey, Aaron. Cool. Yeah. Dropped us a line. Hey, thanks, Aaron. Uh, talking about the school lunch backtrack. Yep. Wow. Yeah. A lot of feedback on that one. Yeah, right? So here's what he had to say. Just finished the school lunch episode. Our school lunches were terrible, except maybe nachos and taco salad items up until high school. About once a month, they would serve Kahlua pork, rice, halpia, halpia, I don't know what that uh, is, halpia, yeah. something, and lomi lomi salmon. In the school lunch? Yep. All right. It sounds like a nice uh, like tropical school lunch. I, well, I know why, because so... For those of you who are uneducated, Aaron, who's one of my co-hosts from Turnbuckles Territory, he grew up in Hawaii. Oh. oh. Well, and if I didn't know that, I'm edu- uneducated? Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> you didn't know him. I'm not saying you're uneducated <laughs> in general, just about Aaron, so I'm educating oh, about you. Aaron. That's oh, a term oh. phrase that everybody uses. Don't make me look like the asshole. Come well, on. Okay. I'm not sure. That's you don't need my help. Anyway, I'm no. uninformed, I'm, not uneducated. Yeah. Okay. For those of you who don't know. <laughs> yes. All right. It's the same meaning. It's just a different <laughs> turn of phrase. Jesus Christ. Okay. Says you. Aaron said he had all of this at his Hawaiian school lunchroom. Yes. <laughs> he says it wasn't great quality for any of them, but it was better than the fish burger, the worst of lunches. <laughs> fish that doesn't sound good, does it? No. It no. No. It's ground fish. Uh, anyway. Then someone had the bright idea to put Kalu a pig in one line and fish burger in the other. I assume yeah. that the uh, fish no, burger. Which, yeah. That Nobody line that was line. empty. Yeah. <laughs> We're in a rush. Get the fish burger. If you called it a Krabby Patty, it might have sold better because that's basically yeah, a fish sandwich. But mm. Yeah. So yeah. A little SpongeBob reference. He says it wasn't until my senior year they decided to put Kalua 
work in both lines and on those days have it every Friday. Cool. So cool. you're oh, right. Sound the fish good, sandwich, though. not popular out mm-hmm. the door. Oh, Kahlua. Yeah. That was one that nobody mentioned when they wrote in, but he's he had a very different experience growing up, as yeah. you said, in Hawaii. So cool. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you, Aaron, for writing in. We're happy that you enjoyed the episode. If you would like your email featured here on the show, it is drop dead easy. All you have to do is fire off an email to podcast at genxgrownup.com or hit us up on social or discord or wherever else you like. We read every single comment and most of them, like Aaron's, eventually make the show. All right, gents, with that good business behind us, it's time to jump in the body of 148 right after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show too. It helps more than you know. About those American comedy awards, you don't really expect me to let some of America's wildest comedians walk on stage and say whatever they want just because there's a writer's strike. Yes, 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 yes. You too. The second annual American Comedy Awards, live with no script, Tuesday. Whoa, fudge. Let's kick it off talking about media. Of course, this could be anything we have been watching. It could be uh, television or films or music or comics or reading or listening to or whatever that is. I'm going to start with you, Mo. What have you been checking out? So I've been watching, it's it's a British show that's been out for a while. I think they're like in their 16th season or something crazy like that. 16th? Yeah. And it's a game show. It's called Taskmaster. Have you guys ever seen this? No, Uh I don't think so. Oh, well, Greg Davies, he's a comedian. You probably saw him in Cuckoo. He was the dad in Cuckoo, that show with the daughter brings home the guy from the I think I know him from from their version, from the original British version of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah, he's probably, absolutely. He's really tall, super tall dude. Anyway, he's a comedian. Yeah. So he hosts the show. And so basically he brings on like five people, generally they're comedians, and they're basically given tasks that they have to compete. It's like, who's lining it anyway? Like no one really cares who wins, right? It's just all for fun. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, like the prizes, the contestants have to bring in their own prizes. And so, <laughs> and that's the first task. He says, okay, the task today is bring in the most interesting thing from your bedroom or something like that, or, you know, uh-huh. or something like that. So the, and then they all bring it in and they have to like convince him that theirs is the most interesting. And he gives them this first set of points based on that. Yeah. So that's um, like how it starts okay. right off the bat. And it's really funny. It feels like one of those games we play in Jackbox where it's the thing where we have to describe the thing and sell it to people. Remember that one? Oh yeah. Oh, right, right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And then they go into like regular tasks and these tasks, I mean, it's, they're hilarious because you got these comedians, one that's just funny mm-hmm. and the tasks, like they're given the tasks written on a piece of paper and every time they ask Ask the host, like, so what does this mean? He says, everything you need to know is written on the paper. And he gives them no other information, <laughs> which means they spend a lot of time trying to figure ways around the rules. Okay, this is within the rules, you know, uh-huh. so uh-huh. I can do right. this. Right, the letter of the law versus the spirit of the law. Right. What can we get away with? Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, like like one of them, the, he says you had, they had a fish tank that was like partially filled with water. And they had said, okay, you have to find 60. And they have these like special, like this house that they do this thing. It has like all sorts of crap in it. And he's like, find six things that you have to put all six into the tank at one time to whoever gets the closest to the top without spilling gets the most points (laughs) so one guy finds these like five small things and a big pitcher of water he says the water is my fifth item and he pours it in until it reaches the top and stops (laughs) so technically within the rules i see (laughs) and and he's like i'll allow that that's really good (laughs) you know he gives him points anyway it's that's the whole show 
and they do them like individual tasks and some team tasks, and then and and it goes for the whole season, like the same five contestants. So then they have mm. like a grand winner, the one who has the most points for the whole season. But if you get a chance to watch it, it's just hilarious. These people, it's like watching mm-hmm. Whose Line Is It Anyway. Basically, is kind of like mm-hmm. the same kind of thing. Yeah. But the comedians they get, I don't know any of them because they're all British comedians. I have no right. idea who these people oh. are. <laughs> Apparently, they're really well known in England. But for me, though, they're <laughs> just really funny. If you get a chance to catch it, it's one of these like just and plus, you know, the fact that they just make fun of each other. They're not worried about hurting feelings. I mean, they're you know, what I mean, like they're a lot more thick skinned over there I think than we are. <laughs> so it's just a great show to watch if you're looking for something fun. There's quite a few of those types of shows on British television. I got really hooked by News of the World for quite a while. It's off now. They've they've finally taken it off the air. But it was another one of these where it's six comedians and a host. And um, the host, like, it's all a game and he's rewarding points out. Like, all the points go to this team this time and all the yeah. points. And at the end, this team wins and that team. But none of it really matters. There's no real... Yeah, exactly. It's just comedians telling jokes in that case about the news this sounds like comedians doing funny things in situational right. comedy exactly that's, that's what it is and uh definitely like i said they're obviously successful i mean i said they're like 16 seasons plus a bunch that's of a specials yeah, right so and it's still going strong and matter of fact the latest season you know it's like one of the things the new episode comes out and i'm waiting for it so if you get a chance to catch it definitely definitely worth the time all right cool taskmaster taskmaster so how about you, George? What do you got for us this week? Yeah, you know, I was a big fan of a series that was on Netflix for five seasons, but it appears that they have stopped producing it called Last Chance You. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The football. Oh, one. yeah. You talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Start off about football programs in mm-hmm. the junior college ranks. It did mm-hmm. a couple of seasons on several different football programs. Then it did a couple of seasons on a basketball program. Same right. producer, same thing, but basketball instead of football. I guess because Netflix saw that I liked that and enjoyed it and did the double thumbs up that they have now, because, you know, one thumbs up is no longer good enough on Netflix. You got to do the double (laughs) thumbs up if you really want them to know how much you like it. They suggested a show for me that actually was produced back in 2019, only had one season, unfortunately, because it was really good and I liked it. I would have liked to have seen more, but it was called Basketball or Nothing. Now, this one takes a slightly different subject for the same type of production that Last Chance You did. It is a high school basketball team instead of junior college. And instead of it just being a regular high school that you would think of, this is a high school that is specifically on an Indian nation, a Native American reservation. And so you're seeing not just stuff about the team, but also learning about the culture of the Navajo Native Americans out Mm -hmm. in the Western United States. So their whole reservation takes up like the corners of like four States and this one high school that's there, they have done well in the past, but they've never won the state title where they compete against high schools outside of the nation, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but just, you know, inside of Arizona Uh where they're at. Okay. And what I found compelling about it was exactly that it showed me an insight into a culture that's always fascinated me. And I've always had a lot of feelings about the situation that the people are in, Mm -hmm. because as hopefully most of our listeners know, uh, those people were here first. We came <laughs> over, we fucked them and put them on these reservations completely 
like devoid of any morality whatsoever the actions we took against those people yeah mm -hmm. at least my opinion i know mm -hmm. we'll get somebody that'll be mad and probably say i'm no longer supporting gen x Grunel. well fuck <laughs> you if you don't believe in that i don't give a shit <laughs> wow <laughs> but, i'm not saying i disagree um, with you i'm just saying it's a bold stance <laughs> <laughs> but like some of these families that these kids are a part of no electricity no running water wow have really? to get up at five o'clock every morning, haul a giant plastic thing that's like holds like thousands of gallons of water down to a hose that was sticking out of the ground that that's where they fill up from the local well. Wow. Right? It's like that kind of a thing. Yeah. When I was down in Uganda, I saw that too. Like people without basically your morning is spent getting water. That's like a big part of your day is getting water, you know? Yeah. And, mm. you know, they're trying to like raise livestock to feed themselves, not to like sell right. and become uh -huh. you know big cattle barons or anything but just like okay we we've got to raise a cow so we can eat in three months that kind of a thing Jeez. and <laughs> these kids are doing that yep. plus they're keeping up their school plus they're playing basketball at a high level in that state wow damn so why is it called basketball or nothing where did the title come from so i think the title derives from the fact that these kids have basketball as a way out uh, or nothing. Ah, I see. That's their path. That's the escape. Yeah. Oh, that brings the stakes up. It does. It follows them throughout a year. The school hasn't reached the um, finals, the final four, the final two of any state mm -hmm. basketball tournament in over a decade at this point. And they get a new coach who's apparently very well-schooled and reputable. He even, believe it or not, at one place that he worked, had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as his assistant. Oh, okay. So okay. the guy has some credentials. He has some cred. <laughs> yeah. He teaches the kids a different way to play basketball, a little bit more fundamental and defense oriented compared to a run and gun offense only orientation mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. they were used to playing. And they get all the way to the final four of the state championship. And that's where they lose. But there's some wonderful outcomes at the end. This one kid who, you know, his season is up and down. Sometimes he's good, sometimes bad, just like it, you would imagine in mm -hmm. high school. He ends up winning an Obama scholarship to Arizona State University, where he wants to go to study mechanical engineering. Wow. Nice. So that he can come back to the reservation and do good. Mm. So just some great little stories like that. If you enjoy a feel-good documentary about people in a tough situation, and you're also a person who enjoys sports, this will hit all those marks. Nice. Good crossover for that. Huh. Yeah. I definitely want to check that out. Just the one season though. So just what, the one what, season. Like what would you do for a second? Say, what would you follow it up with? Right. <laughs> what <laughs> could you possibly do? So they did the season. It was 2019. I imagine that um, they might have thought about doing another one, but they instead they just give like a little addendum <laughs> at the end of the last episode. And it tells mm. what the kids in the program that were still in the school, they actually went back to the final four the next year. This time undefeated as the number one seed in the wow. state. And mm -hmm. again, they lost in the quarterfinals. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Give me a watch it. I'm like, oh. But for them to go two years in a row like that, right. that's a huge accomplishment yeah. for such a small sure. school. So, yeah, really, really yeah. good system. Great story. If you like Last Chance You or sports documentaries, feel good mm -hmm. kind of things, mm -hmm. this is, might be something for you. Now, John, mm. I did the trailer reaction for the movie you're about to talk about oh, over right. on yeah, Rated Gen X. Well, mm -hmm. no, I did it on Gen X Grown Up, I think. I don't know. I did a trailer reaction somewhere. You for did. This. Yeah. Yep. This was a crazy movie, and I don't know why you went to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Are, are you saying that your reaction should have dissuaded me from going or are you saying? Well, the trailer <laughs> maybe should have. Well, this was called The Machine. And this is, um, 
I don't know that I've ever seen this before. Now we've seen movies that are spawned out of like comedy sketches and, you know, SNL mm -hmm. bits and things mm -hmm. like that. This is based on a single bit by comedian Burt Kreischer. And he's, if you don't know who I'm talking about, this is the guy who takes off his shirt. He's got a bit of a beer belly, stands up there talking about how when he was in high school on a school trip, he got involved with the Russian mafia. And that's his whole right. bit. And it went viral. Millions and millions of people have watched these videos. He's garnered great success off of this. And so somebody figured there's a movie, apparently. Um, I thought the trailer was funny. It had a lot of a lot of slapsticky bits, a lot of madcap kind of bits to it. Uh, I was a bit apprehensive because can you base a movie off of a stand-up bit, you know, which is typically like a three-minute bit. I mean, his is much longer, his longer story. But the premise here is if you haven't seen the viral story, effectively, as I mentioned, when he was on a school trip in Russia, Russia was ruled by all these gangs, and he got involved with one of the gangs and had a great time. He really enjoyed his time there, and he was named <laughs> the machine. Uh, it turns out it, it was a misunderstanding. Like if you say the Mo Shine, it's means I'm a badass, but he said Machina which means the machine. He was going to say, I'm a badass, but instead he said, oh, I'm the machine and okay. they adopted it. So that's how it came it. about. Okay. It's like token from South Park. Right. Right. It's like a retcon who his name really is. It was misunderstood <laughs> the whole time. It's Tolkien. What's wrong with you? <laughs> the premise of this film is it's been 20 some odd years later. This was a true story. It really happened to this guy. But in the movie, during he was involved in this train heist and a, a watch was stolen and this big mafia boss from Russia wants the watch back. They know the machine was involved. And so they send someone to America to kidnap him and bring him back to help get this pocket watch back. So it's a follow up to his story. It's about him getting involved in the Russian mafia again at age like 48 or whatever he is. So I saw the trailer, obviously, as we were joking about earlier. Mm -hmm. I have a question and I don't know that you can answer this, nor do I know that I want you to answer it, but I'm going to ask it anyway. All right, I'll try. Is there any way to know if this guy is telling the truth about all of this or this is really <laughs> bullshit? Because it's so fantastical in it the is. trailer yeah. that in my mind, I'm like, this is a drunk guy who does the <laughs> one up game story at every local yeah. pub that you've ever been to. Like, I was in the Air Force. Well, I was in the Russian mob I when I was in yeah. high school. Or something. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? He asserts that it's true. I don't know that there's been any empirical evidence to prove that it's true, but it's a funny story. And so to your question earlier, this is the reason I went to see the movie, because there was a lot of cool stuff in the trailer. It looked funny. I, I, an idea of seeing this guy. And it was more, kind of a curiosity of like, how are you going to turn this bit into a film? So I went and checked it out and... It was funny. There were funny bits. Okay. The problem I had with the film, and I'm, I don't even want to be negative about it. It depends on your taste in humor because it's all mean-spirited humor. Like oh. almost all the humor ah. in the movie is at the expense of someone. Right. And, and and there's almost nobody in the film you really care about, you really like. Even when they're having an epiphany and they're like, oh, we've requited our love or we've repaired our relationship, the very next beat after it and the very last beat before it was mean-spirited humor on both sides. Mm. And so you never get a chance to like fall into the characters because they're so busy being quippy and snarky at one another in the situation. And there's there's a lot of misogyny going on about how you can't be in charge of the Russian mafia because you're a woman and here's all the reasons. And it's done to make people appear to be bad guys. I get it. 
but it's just absolutely drenching with that kind of someone has to suffer for this humor to be funny. Oh, okay. And I don't mind making fun of people. I don't mind you making fun of me, but it's, it was a one note the whole way through. So right. you might like it, but <laughs> you're not going to go. I felt great about this movie at the end. It's a, it's not groundhog day. You're going to go, I'm going to watch that again because it's so fun and there's so much cool stuff going on and I can forgive the little mistakes. This is just full of little things that made me uncomfortable or things that made me go, Oh, did you have to do it that way? So, I mean, I think I would give it like two tokens out of five. Oh, okay. Just because of that. I think the quality of the film, the funny stuff that did happen was like a three and a half token movie, but it was dragged oh, wow. down by the, the baggage that I felt. Yeah. You know what I mean? It did have a celebrity cameo and it had Mark Hamill, right? So, oh, not a cameo. Yeah. He is full on in the well, movie. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's you a know, buddy movie. He's in the whole thing. Right. It's amazing. <laughs> so watching the trailer, the reason why I didn't go see the film mm -hmm. was because it, it seems so fantastical. I was like, I'm probably seeing all the best parts in the trailer and oh, I'm not happy go. with them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Oh, that yeah. sucks. And that's the last thing I thought I was going to mention is you'll see most of the best parts in the trailer. Yeah. And in fact, it's like a checklist. Like, how come I haven't seen that in the movie yet? Oh, here's the scene. I'm about to see it finally. Right. It's right. all the stuff you already saw in the trailer and they have to spread them out. So it, look, if, if it's streaming and you're bored and you don't mind that kind of humor, watch it. Don't spend your money going to the theater to see it. So Bert Kreischer, you're a funny guy. Your humor's not for me. That's okay. Not everything's for everybody. This movie though, for being a mainstream motion picture, it was oddly out of touch with its times. It feels like a movie mm. you might have made in the 90s, oh, but it's a movie okay. you got made in 2022. So you have been warned. Okay. So I'm going to be in a rush not to yeah. go see that one then. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads. But this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. It was 5.01 and a knock on the door brought me out of my afternoon snooze. First thing I noticed was a great pair of gams that began with some red leather shoes. Her straight to fit jeans fit like none that I'd seen and I knew I could never refuse. Anything that she asked, cause the lady had class, she wasn't a regular flues. So I said, come on in, it's time we begin. You and I should be looking for clues. So that was the day that I picked up the case of the babe with the case of the blues. The case of that babe with the butterfly shrink to fit Levi's 501 blues. So for this week, Tech and Toys, I'm going to say George goes first. I love how he pretended that that was random, even though everybody knows it's all on the card that way. <laughs> well, now they do. Yeah. Way to pull back the curtain. Sorry, magicians unmasked. I apologize for revealing the trick. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. So I'll go first. Um, we do a lot of recording and we do mm. all of our recording remote. Mm-hmm. John and Mo are in one city. I'm in another city. And we have done it that way f- since long before the pandemic. And we've probably mm-hmm. mentioned it on the show multiple times. Uh, we do occasionally we get together at special events or something and do in person, but mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, it's going to be yeah. online recordings. And we use a platform called Zencaster. Mm-hmm. It's a solid platform. John, you found it and it allows the three of us to be on camera and audio at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you can record and you get all the files uploaded to whatever cloud drive you mm-hmm. have connected to it. And it works, I would say, 90% well. Mm-hmm. There are times when one or multiple of us have issues connecting to the room. Maybe it grabs a wrong device or trying to get in the room. It makes an extra version of us logging into the room or we freeze and we're worried that we're losing the audio. Yeah. It is a number of different things. Sure. Yeah. Um, and that's all good, except for the fact that we pay for the service and it's mm-hmm. been around a long time doing only this. <laughs> and then on top of that, the customer service, in my opinion, is slow and lacking. Anytime I've had an issue when I was trying to do the wrestling podcast through this, or mm-hmm. I've asked questions about something else on it, I, I felt like it's very difficult to get any responses from them. And you've, you've had way more interaction with them too. I just use it, but you kept using it for different avenues and different purposes. Yeah. So you, you reached out to them more frequently. Sure. Exactly. Exactly. There was a, another platform that is in the space now. And John, you met them at a convention for podcasters and YouTubers. That's right. Podfest, Podfest 2023. Yeah. Early in the year, I, I, I met them. Okay. And when you talked with them, they said, hey, we know you're using this platform. We'll mm-hmm. give you a year of our platform if you'll come try it out. Test drive us. That's a right. pretty bold statement. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a solid claim. So we tried it once. You didn't really like it that much. I have now started to trying it with a new thing that I'm re, what do you say, bringing back to the Gen X grown up family a mm-hmm. little bit. Reboot? A reboot. A reimagining, a reboot. There you go. Oh, yeah. uh, like any movie. <laughs> like any movie. So it's called StreamYard. I buried the lead yep. like 20 minutes ago. So StreamYard is exactly what Zencaster is. But in my opinion, a million times smoother and easier to operate for all the reasons I talked about that I don't like Zencaster currently. And the last one being the most egregious example. I was doing a recording with this person that I'm doing the reboot thing with. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I wish I knew how to do this in this stream right now. Oh, there's a little help thing down there. Let me click that and I'll send off a message and we'll get an answer 12 days from now. Like that's what Zencaster would do. Mm -hmm. Nope. Live chat answer in two seconds. Exactly what I needed. Nice. Nice. That's great. Totally surprised me. Made my experience for that recording way better. There were also other little things that it does that I don't think Zencaster does. John, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Like I can put up newsroom style banners in the bottom third automatically as part of the stream. That's definitely part of StreamYard. Interestingly, I think Zencaster got its origin in podcasting. Mm-hmm. StreamYard got its origin in live streaming. Hmm. Yeah. And so that's why it has all this graphical front end kind of thing. It was designed for live streamers and they're like, you know, we could back back this down and improve the audio and make it good for podcasters. So they, they came at the same market from different directions. I think that's probably why their fortes are on different sides. I think you're probably right. And the thing that I love about it, the benefits, what you're talking about, the live streaming thing, I can click a couple of buttons and we could be doing a live podcast oh, yeah. through 
any number of platforms, Twitch, mm-hmm. YouTube, whatever. Yeah. And not only could we do the live stream, but we could see the chats from those platforms inside the interface in StreamYard. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a co-host over on 1980s now, and about once a month, we right. do that very same thing. We go live with StreamYard, totally putting in the comments. Yeah, it's really it's really seamless. It works quite well. Yeah. And the price is not that much difference. John, what do we we pay 20 bucks a month for Zencast? It's 20 a think, month. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's right. right. I think. So if we went to billing monthly on StreamYard, it would be $25 a month. So $5 yeah. more. Although if you went to yearly, $20 a month. Right. So that's their basic plan. That's the most popular. You know how every website that has a subscription service, you know, oh, they put yeah. that middle thing as most popular. Sure. Yeah. But then they have a professional plan that elevates it even higher. And it's only $39 a month paid on the yearly. Mm-hmm. So their prices aren't crazy. I think it changes like uh, resolution you can put out 1080 versus 720 and things like that. But it's live stream. Yeah, yeah, you can put out 1080. Now you can record Mm -hmm. 1080 on the basic plan. No problem. Ah. You also get an extra camera. I don't know how that works. You Mm -hmm. get 12 backstage participants. You get multi-stream of eight destinations as opposed to three destinations on the basic plan. Um, Pre-recorded streams for two hours. It's very mature. Yeah. Looks like what those people tried to sell us when they said they were going to create a moment for (laughs) us and never (laughs) never came to fruition. Very subtle. Nice jab there. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to test drive it. We tried it the one time. We had a, we had a hiccup. Uh, but I, as much as I use it over on 1980s now, I'm com- comfortable enough. And uh, as we were talking o- offline earlier, it was that first time we had a problem. And I'm gun shy now. I'm like, whoa, now I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin a show because we actually almost lost an audio track that one time. Uh, right. But yeah, it's definitely a mature platform. It's something we're going to look at. Yeah. Well, Mo, I think I want to ask about your item. You know, just randomly out of the blue, I'm going to pick you next uh, because of you randomly picking me to go first. See, the joke didn't land with either one of you. It was like six minutes ago, you non-paying attention sons of bitches. Jesus Christ. I was here. I was confused why you're going out of order because we just established there was an order. (laughs) We went to the whole thing that there's an order and then you're breaking the order. Fine, then John can go next. Oh, all is right with the world again. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so I'm going to do something a little bit different here because I'm sure there will be questions. I'm going to tell you what the product is that my wife got for Mother's Day and tell mm-hmm. you what it does and then open it up to questions. I'm sure there will be questions. Okay. My wife for Mother's Day got herself a countertop appliance that sits in the kitchen. It costs retail $499. Wow. Okay. And it makes dirt. Any questions? Uh, yes. Question. question yes, Mo, here. you have a question? <laughs> yes, I have a question. Uh, why? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you say makes dirt. I assume it's like a composting thing or something along those lines or something like that, but 400 bucks? Holy crap. Uh, no, 499. No, no. 400 bucks. <laughs> See, that's how they get you. The 99 is what you <laughs> 99 bucks. Price it on the nines. Right, because it'd be nothing at 400 bucks. <laughs> so this thing is called a Lomi, L-O-M-I. Mm-hmm. And it advertises itself as the world's first smart waste kitchen composter. Mm-hmm. So what you Uh-oh. do is you have this, looks like a giant plastic crock pot. And anytime you have food scraps, rather than just scraping it into the incinerator, the garbage disposal, 
you put it in this little ice cream maker bucket machine you have over here. And when it fills, you throw in a pellet, you push a button and it grinds stuff up for a day. And when you're done, you open it up and you have about two cups of nutrient rich soil. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you have one of these, George? Or, or, do no. you, uh, you're, you have no questions. You're agreeing with everything. <laughs> you're nonplussed. <laughs> No, I, the reason why is because I have seen this thing in development for the last have seven you? years. Really? Yeah. So back in the day, I used to watch a lot of those shows that would go to CES. Oh, right. right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. All right. This thing has been the bell of the ball at CES for really? I don't know how fucking long. Is that right? It's been ridiculous. Huh. Yeah. Because it's been hitting on that whole, you know, part of the green movement wave mm -hmm. that hipsters and people with tight ankle pants want to be a part of. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me shake my pants. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> right. I'm wearing shorts. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm good. It's really cool and interesting, and it's a great concept. It is completely non-functional, in my opinion. I'm, I love Roe. You know I love Roe. This <laughs> yeah, yeah. was probably the dumbest purchase I've ever heard of her making <laughs> because it's $500 for, John just said it, two cups of soil-rich dirt once every, at best, week because it takes you a while to fill it up with food scraps because... You can't put everything in there. It's not like you can put plastic or that's you right, know, that's metal right. or anything. It's only like banana peels and eggshells Egg and shells blah, blah, blah. And that's soft bones. Yeah, just things yeah. like that. Macaroni, you know, old exactly. bread, stuff like that. Right. Okay. So, because I didn't think composting was that hard yeah, normally. That's what I said. <laughs> That's what I said. It's not built for where we live. It's built for apartment dwellers in big oh, cities. Oh, you don't have like a yard where you could have like a big compost. They want to have the little balcony garden with herbs mm. and maybe yep. a couple of sunflowers. That's who it's built for. Oh. Well, let me tell you this. So I had the same question. I'm like, look, I am the last person to shit on anybody's extravagant purchase because they just think it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Thinking something's cool is plenty of reason to get Atari it. Atari cartridges? If you love it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> Case in point. So I asked her the same thing. I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't confrontational. Like, why the hell didn't you just X? I'm like, I'm curious. Why Why this rather than making a little patch out back and right. dumping stuff in it, right? We have a wonderful garden lately. She's been doing a really good job. We have tomatoes and peppers and squash and cucumbers. And so she has a need for the soil. That's meaningful. Okay. But she said, just doing regular composting takes a lot of maintenance. You can't just throw crap in the backyard and wait. You need to go out apparently and rake it around and cycle mm -hmm. it. And in the meantime, it smells. And so if you have neighbors, yep. they could complain. So for all those reasons, she's like, and plus, I don't want a patch of smelly soil out back. I'm interested in this thing. So yes, it says less waste in the landfill. Now, I don't know how accurate that is because this is stuff I would scrape down the garbage disposal anyway, but it's less waste. Well, okay. That may be technically true. Yeah. It, it may could have be. ended yeah. up in the landfill because yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of people throw that stuff in the trash can. They do. They do. Yep. Uh, additionally, it is consumable because it doesn't just grind up the stuff on its own. You have to buy these little enzyme pellets mm -hmm. and you throw yeah. one enzyme pellet in every time you run it. Because that's all the bacteria. It only takes a day to turn it in. What I was stunned by is the first time I opened it, I'm like, let's see what ungodly concoction this has created. Right. And you take off the lid. It's odorless. It's just like mm -hmm. a, a neutral beige color of nondescript dirt is all it is. I'm like, how did you get that out of eggshells and banana peels and all that? Right. And it did it in about a day in this little ice cream maker grinder thing. And then she adds it to her soil and, and eventually it goes into the thing. My only complaint with it, and it's not, it's, again, I'm not the person to make this complaint, but when 
when will you ever get back $500 out of this? The, the, yeah. the amount that it's keeping out of the landfills is pennies per year, probably. The mm-hmm. amount that it's saving me on just buying soil, pennies per year, probably. As long as she's having a good time with it, I'm cool with it. Yeah. It seems like something that would be amazing in a kitchen of the future as a built-in appliance that I don't pay 500 bucks for. It's like, what do you got? <laughs> Dishwasher, stove, loamy. Like that's automatic right. and it's just how you process stuff. But as a standalone dedicated thing I have to think about every day, it's a new thing in my world that I'm not yet convinced needs to exist. Yeah. I also have some questions about like the pellets, like how much do they cost? I didn't buy them. I don't know. They're probably 15 bucks for a bag or something, you know. Because I mean, I know I had friends who composted and they mm. basically took like an old trash, plastic trash bin, drilled some holes in it. And mm-hmm. basically that's how they, they, you know, they throw soil into it with all the other stuff every now and then. They do have to rake right. it occasionally and stuff like that. Generally, it doesn't really smell, they said, unless you put things you're not supposed to in it, like meat, like that's no. bad. That makes it smell. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you can put meat in the loamy. You can do that. Okay. So, so that's sort of made us different. Like so it's a little extra piece. You don't do that. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess it's like, I know. Yeah. is this is this fixing a, a problem that doesn't exist yet? You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm, like I said, if she's enjoying it, having a great time with it, hey, more power to her. That's enough. Yeah. Yeah. So like I mentioned earlier, it was sold to a different demographic than we are. That's why it's difficult for us to really, mm-hmm. really appreciate it. And I'm not saying that we should. I'm just saying it's difficult to appreciate it from our perspective. Yeah. Mo, to your point about how much those things cost, you can get the bundle of the Lomi for $539 that comes with 90 pellets and two filters. So you can break down the math on that. And you know that when you buy them individually, it's going to be a little bit higher, but- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about it, it's not going to do any of the things that you asked just now. It is solely marketed and geared toward one thing, making carbon consuming city dwellers feel better about their life. <laughs> That's what the $500 it's like is like a for. carbon offset. What kind of what it is. Isn't yeah. it? It's like, I feel exactly. good about myself for doing it. And if yeah. it makes you feel better again, that's okay too. But mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And I will say when she bought it, I think it was like a mother's day special sale for the week or something. And she got it for like three sixty, sure. which is quite a bit below five at least. So there's that. And, and it yeah. was the big bundle. So it's interesting. I had never heard of them. You had George, but it's worth looking at. I'm not, look, we'll put a link to Amazon. I'm not recommending you need one. Maybe you are a carbon rich city dweller who needs this kind of thing. And <laughs> right. yeah, I, I'll say this. It does exactly what it says it's going to do. I'll say that about sure. it. So it absolutely does the job. So yeah. okay. below me. Mo, what about you? Do you have anything that's going to make me feel better about my carbon footprint? Well, this is definitely a fix a first world problem device without okay. a doubt. Okay. okay with those. <laughs> this is not, you know. All three of our items have been that They're all, yeah, right. in this segment. <laughs> right. Right. My my streaming is only 99% efficient. I need to move right. It's like, damn. Oh, well, damn it. <laughs> I got $500 to spend on some dirt. Let's go. <laughs> so what this is that, say you're laying in bed or in your living room and it's getting a little warm. You want to turn on the ceiling fan, but the switch to turn on the ceiling fan is like 10 feet away and you got to get up and walk to it and flip it on just and walk back to where you came from you might have to pause your show i mean come on you know it's just a hassle <laughs> so george can we get a bullshit please <laughs> i mean i i would but i was just in a situation where that was not necessarily possible so <laughs> i actually felt that way so yeah so actually i have a, a ceiling fan um in my bedroom and sometimes you know at night like it just gets warm and i beat wish you know i just wish i could just turn on the fan that's all you really want to do mm-hmm. so i found a kit that will turn any ceiling fan into a remote control ceiling fan okay okay it fits inside like the housing that like that attaches to your ceiling with the ceiling fan you know attaches to that yes. like that piece that comes on ceiling it fits inside there it's super small you wire 
fire it up. Mm-hmm. Like the power basically goes through it to your fan. And once you do that, then you just leave your fan switch on and you can control it all through this device. You can set the speed of the fan. You can set a temperature that if your room gets to a certain temperature, it automatically turns on, which actually I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can also do some timers and other stuff like that. Does anybody need this? No, I admit it. Nobody <laughs> really needs it. It's it's like 40-ish dollars, a little over 40 bucks mm-hmm. for this thing. And if you look and you're buying a brand new ceiling fan, this is pretty standard these days. I think almost all I was going to say modern ones. This, yeah, modern ones. It. But you know, the one I had has been around. You know, I've had it for a long time. Mm-hmm. But one thing I say is it works. That, that's the, oh, the best thing I can say about to it. Do. Um, you hit the power button, fan comes on. Don't have to make the 10-foot trek all the way to the switch and back. <laughs> but uh, it is convenient. And I guess if like, I don't know, maybe if your house is particularly big or your living room is big, I have no idea why you would necessarily, this would be helpful. But mm-hmm. but it does work. And actually how they sell it is for people like, I guess you don't actually have the controls. Like to, you can't control the switch, the speed on the switch. You have to actually hold like the chain thing to control oh, the, the speed. Oh, the chain on the fan, right, mm-hmm. right. You get, yeah. It doesn't need that anymore. Matter of fact, right. it's always on full speed, but this regulates the voltage, so it slows it down. So it takes care oh, of that okay. problem. Yep. So you actually have to leave the fan on on and full so that it can right. regulate the voltage. And it to just do regulates that. the yeah. voltage that goes to gotcha. it. Gotcha. Right. So I have seen these before. And as you mentioned, uh, rightfully, uh, many modern ceiling fans, you buy them and it has a remote kind of thing. For an aftermarket, for 40 bucks, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I wish this would do, and you tell me if this one does it. Okay. And that is, is it another damn box I have to keep track of? Or does it like, can I control it via Bluetooth? Bluetooth or via my home assistant or something. Can I do that? Or is this just another little infrared gadget? This now they have two versions. They have one that actually does have Wi-Fi. Okay. All right. You, so you control it with your phone or whatever. Control it with an app. Okay. That's what I'm control looking for. App. Um the one I got did not have that because I didn't, didn't really need it. Okay. I just just has it comes with a little holder for your controller. So I just put mm-hmm. that right next to the bed and it just stays okay. there because I that's pretty much the only place I ever really use it. But yeah, they do have ones that do have the Wi-Fi capability. Okay. And it you can have an app and you can control it all through your app. If you want to, you can set timers, do all that fun stuff. I'm happy to know that exists now because that's the one thing I can't do in all the rooms that I have completely, you know, uh, digital assistanted. I don't want to say the name of the things, though they'll come to life for, for me and the <laughs> listener. I know I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, the Amazonian thing and the Googling yeah. thing. Yeah. Anyway, I, I can turn on every light and everything and every TV and everything, but the fan, I got to go click, click, click on. So it does exist. The technology is out yes, there. This, and you have definitely, found it. Matter of fact, this, this brand, they have one that does that. Got it. Okay. Now I got to go shopping. Thanks a lot. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com.
main event of the podcast. For the three in attendance locally and the millions listening around the world, ladies and gentlemen, it's time! Well, it's time now to get into the heart of the podcast with games... The heart? Don't you laugh at my segment, <laughs> asshole. Self, you don't even listen to the show, and you're, you're claiming you have the heart of it? <laughs> I know. I listen to this part. Leave me alone. Oh, okay, fast forwards. <laughs> Dang. Now, so we all play games. That's one of the reasons why we always include this segment in the show. Mm-hmm. However, in this particular week, I kind of have inadvertently through very little fault of my own. Well, actually, probably a lot of fault of my own, depending upon how you look at the situation. <laughs> I have pulled a Mo. But, but what? Oh, oh, oh. So Mo is famous for not having shit available in his segment. Uh, well, okay. I have uh, something right. available in the segment, but I didn't play it Uh-oh. before we got to record this. Well, that seems like bad planning, George. <laughs> well... You know, depending upon which part of the planning was bad. So uh, not to make anybody sad or give us extra money, but if it does, please give us extra money. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Just saying, patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Just say it's out there. Right? I, uh, <laughs> I literally got out of the hospital two and a half hours before we started recording <laughs> this mm. show yep. because I had to go in for some heart issues that I experienced on Thursday. We record on Friday and I was in overnight. And my plan was to try and play this, admittedly, in my belief system that this was going to be a piece of shit game. I didn't want to fool with it until the night before we recorded. Mm, Okay. So I was already biased before I even loaded it. (laughs) I was trying to get the game installed right when it was time to record. John and I were bantering back and forth, and I was trying to pick all the stuff in it. Anyway, the game is called Euro Truck Simulator 2. Oh, not one. Not three, number two. Not one. Yeah. This game's been out for a bit. <laughs> it has, and it's part of that Turkey-Syria mm-hmm. earthquake bundle. Uh-huh. I'm right. still going down the list. So, again, another 29-cent game. So, <laughs> you know, it's hard to complain about it for the price, but I'm going to make my best effort. <laughs> <laughs> we so, would expect nothing less. <laughs> I have only the experience of getting it installed and starting my trucking company. Why this okay. couldn't be America- truck simulator or maybe that's a whole different branch and they're fighting with each other i don't that's know that's number three that's probably it needs to be metric uh, metric it's a metric truck <laughs> next there'll be medieval truck simulator or something i don't know <laughs> whatever but i got the game loaded the first thing that i mentioned to john when i was installing it was i clicked play it gave me eight different options to launch the fucking game what language they would in? launch the game launch it with open gl 11 oh launch it with uh direct x whatever direct x yeah launch Mm. it with um uh, in its 32-bit version all these different options like how fucked up is your programming that you got to give me eight choices to (laughs) launch this simulator game i've never seen that on a sim earth sim tower sim city city line (laughs) skyline none of that stuff Needs eight different options to load. Well, that's a that's a requirement of the European uh, Union. They require you to have eight <laughs> options. Consortium thing. In case people still running XP. Yeah, I yeah, apologize. Well, they speak all these different languages. They need all these options. That must be it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. OpenGL, DirectX. They speak a whole <laughs> bunch of languages. Well-known there. languages. <laughs> I, I did pick one. I picked the first one. I'm like, hey, he's first in the Good list. Call. I got a powerful yep. gaming system. 
you first have to choose your biographical information. So your name, your picture, your sex, like that should matter in a truck simulator a truck, game, but okay. Yeah. Well, you have a girl's truck, boy's truck, sure. Apparently, <laughs> you got to pick the truck type. You got to pick your company logo, name your company. It even makes you pick a picture for yourself, but all the pictures are 100% in my belief system. The people who programmed the game, just their employee IDs that were on the badges <laughs> at the time. <laughs> and you pick one of them. It first said, hey, here's your truck, and you're sitting in the cab of a truck. First mm -hmm. person view in the cab of a truck. You can press W to move forward, A to go left, D to go right, S to go backwards. I'm in an automatic version. I had to choose that as I was mm -hmm. going along automatic or stick shift or whatever. Mm -hmm. I chose automatic. It says, here are the way to control it. W is forward. Drive a couple of feet and we'll go to the next part. I hit W, engine revs. Nothing happens. Just put mm. it in drive. Down w. Yeah. Did not drive one <laughs> inch and just sat there on that part of the tutorial for the next four minutes while John and I were trying to get the show going. I'm like, okay, I'm done with the game. Did you remove the air brakes? Did okay. you I, that was not one of the controls mentioned. Where <laughs> it's not there. Did you it pull probably the needs bah, horn? Did you I have to let people know you're about to move? Your seat I, on. <laughs> right. I did not put my seatbelt on. <laughs> that was why it was. It was a. Cat. That was it. That was it. They won't let you move unless you have all that done. Oh, look, I'm not trying to make fun. Obviously, there's a market for these games because it's simulator number two. Somebody bought simulator number one enough to make a number two. Yep. Yeah. That's right. uh, I know there are TV shows that support the same kind of thing, like Ice Road Truckers and all this mm -hmm. stuff. It's just not my taste, but it was the next game on the list that I didn't have already installed in my system. Mm -hmm. So I felt it needed to be played just because I was trying to be true. Now, I apologize to the listeners that I nearly had a heart attack and didn't get to play the game fully. <laughs> yeah, George. It's pretty inconsiderate, Sorry quite honestly. That. Jeez, yeah, so mean, selfish. Honestly, if I had paid attention for the last 40 years instead of eating chocolate and Cokes and not had the heart <laughs> problems, then maybe I could have come through for everyone. So, I just want to remind everyone that George is the youngest of the hosts of the Gen <laughs> X grown-up podcast <laughs> yeah. and the only one who's been in the hospital for collapsed and broken things in the last several years. <laughs> I'm two years away from doubling the 27 club at this point. So mm. we'll see if I make it that far or not. I probably won't. <laughs> we're, we're all hopeful. I, yes. You, you know, finding to. a new host is going to be a real pain. I mean, you're being yeah. tough yeah. to replace. So don't be we selfish. Prefer you take think of priorities, right? Yeah. Think of your friends, yeah. not you. Stop being so selfish. <laughs> Sorry. I was very selfish. That's I right. apologize. That is, that's enough of that. All right. I didn't have a game this week. I talked long enough to cover that fact up. John, let's see. Randomly out of the, I pull a fish name out of a jar. John, me, me, you me. go next. Me. Awesome. Thank okay. you. <laughs> so I will say that I have a game that started out badly like yours, but got better. Yeah. Uh, it probably oh, helped okay. that I was right. able to play it and I wasn't in the hospital. That was probably a, that might a have been key a good differentiating go. factor. I'll remember that for next time. Okay, good. Yeah, just that, that, that was what you were missing. So <laughs> I want to talk about Caverns of Mars Recharged. Now, I was looking forward to this a few shows ago, and it's been out for a couple of months. I just didn't get around to playing it yet. I have so much going on, and I'm all day long making content. I just haven't been playing a ton of games. But I wanted to do a live stream last week, and I'm like, you know, I've been dying to play this and try it out. This is another one of the Atari Recharge titles, like they did, what, the Asteroids and Gravatar and Breakout and Centipede and mm -hmm. all those games, where they're taking this old le legacy game, mostly arcade games, and recharging them, you know, modern sensibilities and power-ups and new graphics and those sorts of things. It's not meant to replace, but it's inspired by 
And this was really interesting to me because the game it's based on is based on a relatively little known Atari 8-bit computer game called Caverns of Mars that was written by like a 16-year-old kid who submitted it to this Atari program to kind of make a game and send it in and see if we'll publish it. And they did. Nice. Ah. Yeah. And I always liked it. I thought it was great. Picture Scramble or Super Cobra, but instead okay. of going left to right, you're going top to bottom. Oh, That's okay. pretty much oh. what it is. So it's a top-down okay. scroller, I guess. You're descending into this cavern, oh, descending, shooting okay. enemies and barrels. Yeah, not top down. It's kind of like, uh, what's that? Impossible mission where you're going up and down in the elevators from the old well, but it's elevator. just down. It's, there's no up. It's, it's all just down. down. No, you are okay. falling. All you can do is slow your descent. You're falling. Oh. It's upside down river raid. How about that one? Okay. Right? You're going down instead of up. So the recharge game, it looked great at what it used to be. It looks like this ship, it's falling and you can shoot stuff. When I, I did the live stream, and Mo, I'm going to give you a link to the live stream in case someone okay. would like to go and check it out. It, it was a very entertaining game and I, I've continued to play it. So spoiler alert, I turned out I did like it. For the first 20 minutes that I played the game, I was baffled because the recharge titles have been getting progressively better at teaching you what to do, showing you around, little tutorial modes, things like that. And this one had press the button to start. I pressed the button to start and I was falling in a cavern i'm like wait wait wait. what buttons do i use what who, who what are the Good enemies luck. what are my what are my intentions what are my goals and i felt entirely aimless I'm like am i supposed to shoot those what are the good you've got to learn the entire game by trial and error now some might argue that well in the old arcade you walked up to a game you dropped a quarter and you didn't know what to do nay 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 brown mm. cow i assert <laughs> that at the very least you had the bezel artwork that had instructions that talked about what the yeah. moves are or talked about what to do or it had maybe even a tiny tutorial that like an attract mode that would say, you know, eat the power pellets, catch the blue ghost, you know, something. This mm -hmm. had nothing that taught me how to play the game. Once I got over that, though, this is a high score chase, falling through this cavern, trying to protect yourself kind of game. And it actually is a lot of fun. So effectively, if you just start the game, you're falling into this hole in the middle of Mars and you're going to keep falling. The only way to slow yourself is to fire ammunition and that the thrust of the bullets and the rockets slows your descent a little bit. Oh, okay. Okay. So your attack is also how you adjust movement speed. So if, oh, you, if you don't have fuel, you can't shoot, you can't slow down. You're just going to... Ah! fall constantly until you hit something or you get some fuel. So is you talked about high score chase. Do you mean this is single death corridor Z kind of thing where you mm. die and then your score resets and you mm. start back over again? It can be. That's not the default. Again, I didn't. Oh, okay. I had to find that out gradually over time. But as with recent recharge titles, now when you start them, you can pick modifiers. So you actually have like hit points. You can hit the wall a few times, but there's a modifier you turn on. If you choose to have a single hit death, that gives gives you a big modifier on your score because it was harder gotcha. to get there. Ah, okay. Or you can go to a slow fall mode. So you're not falling so quickly and you have more time to react. And that has a negative modifier. Okay. So your okay. score, you're like, oh, well, you played easy mode, basically. Right, right. So it has a lot of options. I just didn't know about them until you, you've got to trial and error your way through this game. So I have a huge criticism of how it's presented. However, once I got over the hurdles and learned all the rules, it is a really fun game. For 10 bucks, what I will say is don't do what I did. <laughs> Go watch our live stream and learn what the rules are through me. <laughs> and then you'll know if the game is for you and you'll know all the rules and then you can play. At the end of the live stream, I'm like, I'm going to do the power run. I'm going to try to break my high score. And I did it. But I had on the, the fall slow mode and it cut my score in half. And I didn't know that. Ooh. It didn't warn me. That's why you did so well. Huh? I thought it was going to be like a 10% discount or something. No, no, 50%. <laughs> so, okay. So it's the latest that they had, they've done. I'm sure they have more coming. This one's Caverns of Mars Recharged. And I was able to play it again because I was not 
not in the hospital when I was trying to play it. So it worked wow. out for me better that way. Okay. <laughs> now, Mo, <laughs> yes. I see what you have to talk about. Yes. However, the last time we spoke, yep. you were up in arms over That's the fact right. that Star Wars Jedi Survivor costs 70 bucks and they can kiss damn your ass. Dollars. Yeah. Mm. So, and I said I would not pay for it. That's right. So my girlfriend bought it for me. <laughs> She heard the podcast. <laughs> that feels like cheating. <laughs> that, that's 100% cheating. I go to the hospital. This motherfucker gets a $70 game. That's some bullshit. Is there no justice in the world? No. Yeah, It's one of those, uh, you know, those, you know how it is when, you know, your significant other says, no, don't be mad at me. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll try. You default to anger mode, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's it. So she's like, you know, I heard that, you know, how much you really look forward to it and that you really can. Uh, so, you know, I just I get it for you. I'm like, oh, you know, thank you. <laughs> Damn it. Begrudgingly. <laughs> right? No. So well, but part of it is you don't want to support the mechanism that says 70 bucks is enough. And you now yeah. have de facto done that because you yeah, bought a game at I that have, price. Indirectly. So. But yes, I, I've contributed to that now. So yeah, now all my yeah. games would be $70. But mm. so, yeah, so it's Jedi Survivor is the game that I said last week I would not pay $70 for. And I, I guess for myself, I haven't, but you haven't, you didn't. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys played the previous one. A little bit. It's that more. So it's mm. basically, for those of you who don't know, this is like a third person perspective action game where you kind of you run around you're a jedi after the third movie i guess i would say and you're on the run from the empire you're a jedi that's hiding from the empire essentially okay now w- which third movie the third movie it's chronologically between revenge the of the movie? sith and new hope new hope right oh g- gotcha so episodes three and four got it episodes okay. three yeah. and four yes episodes three and four. thank you that's a better way of putting it perfect so you're in there so the first game was that you would actually like close yourself off from the force as a way of hiding. Mm, And then you're slowly getting it back, which is how they kind of introduced more powers to you. Like basically that you kind of like had to like re re experience it, relearn it sort of thing. So this one, it's basically just, you know, years later, you're part of a group now that you're just trying to do your best to do good kind of thing. And of course, there's evil empire after there's still the empire. There's still leftover robots from the Clone Wars that are out there. There's different, mm. pl- there's a few different planets. They have some of the same characters from the first game, which is fun. And mm. it's just a really fun game. It actually reminds me, and I, not in a play sense, but in a replay sense of the Lego games, because oh, there's certain okay. things that like there's, you see an area that has like this green force field that you can't get past, right? Sure. You keep playing the game, keep playing, and then somewhere way down the road, they give you the ability to get past it. Mm-hmm. So now you yep. want to go back and right. now you want to go back and get through that green and see what the hell's behind there. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of those. Like, you know, as you acquire skills, there's like new areas open up that you can't get to. Oh, yeah. That's one of the components of a Metroidvania. No, mm-hmm. not all of them, but one of them no. is, and I think back to Shadow Complex, since I didn't play Metroid or Castlevania much, Shadow Complex oh, is the one I go game. back to yeah. as as is absolutely textbook Metroidvania style game. Very much so. And you'd have areas you're like, I can see it, but I don't have the tool to get to it. I'll come right. back later and it makes that area of the map new and fresh again. I like that. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Um, yeah. And there's a main storyline, but you could totally go off and do all the side missions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, you talk to people and they just throw random missions at your way, you know, random things to do and experience and stuff on the way. I first started playing it on the regular difficulty and I was like, oh, brave. Yeah, I'm a little, yeah, I said, I'm a little too old. That. So I went down one. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and it's, and it's fun. And it's, it's, it kept it very fun. There's even one below that even, which is basically, they call it just story mode where it's like, yeah, you just want to see it happen. You see it happen. You're not going to, the odds of you dying are very small. So I'm one above that one at least. So I have died a few times yeah. i have not had the glitches i've heard of people having and that maybe because mm-hmm. the patches come out and maybe they fix a lot of the problems 
but I could see why people really enjoy this game. It is a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, you talk about playing on that easy mode too, Mo, and I don't know who needs to hear this, but don't be ashamed to play on the easy mode, especially if you listen to this show because you're a grown-up that has other responsibilities. Gaming should be fun. Do not feel guilty about picking a mode that, oh, it's too easy. It's too easy. Just have a good time and don't worry. We're not going to judge you because we also don't have the time we would like to play. But I mean, but you can judge Mo for being part of the problem and the reason your games are going to cost you $70. (laughs) That is entirely his fault. That is a big game. Should be. Better damn be for seventy dollars. Well, you know, I was a little scared. Honestly, I was a little scared because you never know. I've heard that you could get through the main mission in something like six or seven hours if you just play like straight through Mm. all the main stuff. Like, just that's all you do, though. That's pretty sure. Yeah, but but there's like tons and tons of side stuff to do. So, mm-hmm. like I said, I do, I do some mission stuff. And I'm like, oh, look, I'm in this new plan. Let me run around and, you know, that, play that with it for That feels like a terrible plan because everybody, at, when the game first comes out, there's going to be a segment of the population in the gaming world that's going to try to speed run it. Absolutely. Figure out how quickly you can get through mm-hmm. it. Most games of that price point try to build in like five to ten times that amount of gameplay for the main part of the game. I usually hear like thirty they hours. Know the yeah, first complaint is going to be, "Oh, I didn't get thirty hours out of this seventy dollar game." <laughs> yeah, there's just tons of side stuff. Which actually, to tell you the truth, I enjoy those too. Like I sometimes forget that there's a main mission um, because you know I'm off exploring because it's, it's a big world that you can just kind of open world that you can explore. So yeah, I'm having fun just sort of running around. Uh, they give you like all the different you know. Of course, the best part is your lightsaber. You have four different, or is it four or five different lightsaber techniques you can use? You know, the double, mm. the double-sided one, the, you know. Oh, yeah. And so that's always fun. You know, it's always fun, like, destroying stormtroopers like that. <laughs> you know, as I said, it's, it definitely gives you, it It feels like Star Wars. It You definitely get into the, the world of it. I still wouldn't pay 70 bucks for it, honestly. Yeah. I think it's too much money for this game. It's too much money for any game, really, any I think, game, in my really, opinion. Yeah. But it is a good game, and I'm having a lot of fun playing it. Well, when it comes down to $15, I'll find out for myself. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Science! 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 Hello, podcast fans. Want to get weird with us? Come check out the Mad Scientist Podcast. We are a weekly show that looks at the history, philosophy, and hard facts behind your biggest paranormal questions. Did the government really pay for a psychic spy program? Yes! Is it true that surgery got its start in grave robbing? Yes! Can a roller coaster really kill you? Legally, we can't say so for sure, but sometimes... Yes! Join myself, Chris Cogswell, and my co-host, Marie Mayhew, as we examine the science, philosophy, and history behind the strange and unusual. All to discover what's possible and plausible versus what's, well, just made up. Check us out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Mad Scientist Podcast. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. You hear the thunder, the call of the Whether it's the roar of an available turbo or 16-valve engine, Grand Am is sheer driving excitement. And now, with $400 back direct from Pontiac, you can really cash in on Grand Am excitement. Get out of Pontiac! Rebuild excitement! Pontiac! 
Before we wind up this episode, we always like to take a moment here toward the end of the show to talk about the things we're either looking at right now or looking forward to between now and the next time we get together. And Mo, I would like to hear what you have going on sure. on the horizon. Yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff coming up soon, actually. Mm-hmm. The big one, you know, Spider-Man across the Spideyverse. God That's, damn it. Hey, I was first on the list. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> you quit trying to snake my damn comic book stuff. This is bullshit. Hey, you know, it was there. It was empty. I filled it in. It was there it was empty and plus yeah, i am looking forward to it i really jail. enjoyed the first one happens. i'm looking forward to the second one yes and that's coming out yeah. uh, june 2nd which is actually by the time this thing drops it'll be out i believe june 2nd okay yep the other one is there's another walking dead show which i didn't know son about. of a bitch dude they're all out there for you to pick hello walking dead is my thing you never oh, get yeah? to claim walking dead i brought that to you you ungrateful <laughs> bastard well take pride <laughs> of the fact that i'm still keeping on with it so. oh my See, god you inspired you instilled right. a sense of love and walking dead <sighs> in him and now he's looking forward to it that's your so it's, it's called walking dead dead city june 15th now that one i honestly i i don't know i don't know i think the walking dead universe maybe a little overplayed but this takes place in new york city so this i have mother- to watch it <laughs> not only are you going to take something from my library you're going to talk shit about it really in oh, yeah. looking forward to yeah i'm definitely it's in new york I like to see that rover by zombies. I think yeah, that'd be exciting. That's the part of it. He just played the Manhattan card on you. <laughs> that's right. I was, I was, you never see really well, except for the a little bit. You don't really see big cities and how they dealt with it. So I think that could be oh, an yeah. interesting. Escape from New York. Sex the, the in the zombies. city. The zombies. Talk about, about the zombie thing. <laughs> None of those had zombies. Yeah, you George. never see. <laughs> so anyway, that's the other one. London in twenty eight. 28- Days later, no, you never see big cities Hardly in ever. horror. Hardly ever. Um, so <laughs> the, the the one I'm probably most looking forward to, and all right, George, just do you want to say it now? You want to wait? You want to? <laughs> no. All right, please. And fulfill this one, my heart attack. I I've had some trepidation about this one because there's so much controversy around it, but it's the Flash movie. It's coming out June 16th. Ah, Jesus Christ. You know, um, the star has a lot of issues around it, but they are bringing <sighs> back Michael Keaton as Batman, which I know. It's pretty. Looks pretty damn cool. What I've seen looks good. I don't want to like this movie because of all the controversy yeah. that you're talking about. Yep. And now I'm like, damn it, I want to see this movie. I Doggone do it. I'm so upset. Yeah. Um, just the fact that again, this the it's 1980s Batmobile. I was like, oh man, I remember mm. that. That was. You know, I really enjoyed that movie. So the fact that they're kind of bringing it all back in, you know, makes it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I admit it. You know, I'm just going to talk about all it. three of these in the next media segment. As long as you see all of them, they're fine. <laughs> like I won't. Uh, yeah, that's true. If I go in the hospital, I can still watch Netflix. Good point. All right. So anyway, so that's what I'm looking forward to. So how about you, John? Do you have anything I'll piss off, George? I don't know. I'm afraid <laughs> to say anything now. I'm not sure if I'm going to get jumped on or not. I have a few things that I'm looking forward to. One of them has already been released, but I just discovered it the other day. There's a film that came out May 12th, a couple of weeks ago, called Blackberry. Never heard of it. Don't try to overthink it. It's a documentary. It's a docudrama about, about the origin yeah, I I saw that. of the Blackberry. Think, think, halt and catch fire. It's a period okay. piece, <laughs> not all the way back to the 80s, but to the 90s and the origin of the Blackberry. And all these guys are quirky guys. And they like, I didn't know Blackberry found like a, there was a loophole in the way the cell signals work that they could send data. And they were crashing the network and they weren't wasn't supposed to work. I didn't care about the Blackberry. So I saw the trailer and I'm like, well, now I got to see this movie. So it's only in theaters right now. I'm hoping it'll come out on streaming soon. Otherwise, I might have to go to the theater on a matinee to see Blackberry because it looks good. It's got like a 95% <laughs> fresh like wow. people love it apparently it's good wow holy cow loving that 
Uh, next up, there's a series coming out to NBC. Looking forward is a strong term. I'm interested in seeing what they do. Based on the line of fun little cars we played with as kids, there's a series called Hot Wheels Ultimate oh, Challenge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh? This is the Lego Masters of Automobiles. But what, well, but what that's you, what I, th- right. But but it's I'm not confused. about Hot Wheels. It's like about making no. real cars like Hot Wheels cars. Yeah. Oh. They give you a Hot Wheels car and you build the real version of it. It's more of a pimp my ride based on Hot Wheels is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So since it's not focusing on the Hot Wheels themselves. Yeah, right. If they were focusing on the Hot Wheels themselves, I might be more interested, but we'll see. I'll, I'll watch it and see. The one I'm most looking forward to drops June 2nd, which I think is the day or the day after this, this show comes out. And that's a new horror film. Oh, hey, it's midsummer. Time for horror, of course. But it's right. Yeah. The Boogeyman. It's another week. <laughs> yeah, right. Any other day. The Boogeyman, I think it's based on a Stephen King short story or novel or something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. But it is. it's a horror f- film that it's a PG-13 horror film. And I don't okay. say that to, to ward you off. I say that to tell you they're going to have to get their scares out of psychological horror because they can't show all the gore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And from the trailers, I'm seeing just glimpses of things out of the corner of your eye and in the dark. And I love that kind of just, it feels scary, not that they keep throwing yeah. things at you to be scary. Right. So I'm interested in that coming out. It's called The Boogie It's like Day. Possession meets Slender Man before Slender Man was a thing. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready to see it. So I'm going to go check that out. And George, finally, you know, Mo, he wasn't very pissed off at many of the things no. that I had. So. What the hell? Let's no. see if he's pissed off at the stuff he has. I don't know. George, what do you got? I'm always pissed off <laughs> because <laughs> he I, never, I always go last and I get screwed. Anyway, Spider-Man Across <laughs> the Spider-Verse, June 2nd. Yay, whatever. <laughs> looking forward to it. Fine. Uh, something I'm now looking forward to a little bit more, thanks to Mo Stealing My Thunder. Uh, I'm in the process of a new <laughs> collaboration podcast YouTube channel, and I don't want to give out a lot of details, but it was what I was talking about when I was mm-hmm. earlier. going over StreamYard a right. little bit mm-hmm. earlier mm-hmm. in the podcast. It's working out really great with my co-host, and we're having a lot of fun with it. Uh, we have recorded our first episode. I haven't had a chance to edit it yet, but we plan on recording several episodes in advance so that way it's easier to have time mm-hmm. to edit and release. And we're going to release it on both YouTube and podcasts, which is will be only the second time we've done that with Gen X Grown Up. We do that with this podcast where we mm-hmm. release shorts and things like that mm-hmm. uh, on different platforms in the podcast itself. So. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, okay. The thing that I'm looking forward to the most, although honestly, a little bit of a gray cloud on it now with all the hospital stuff, uh, we're supposed to leave tomorrow for Hollywood, Florida, not California, <laughs> to go to the Seminole Hard Rock Casino because oh, cool. my Good. wife has spent the last month and a half on YouTube watching <laughs> almost nothing except for slot machine YouTube channel. <laughs> Wait, there are slot machines. You know, know, there's a YouTube I'm, channel I'm for everything. I, I shouldn't ask. I should know better. They, they're, Not only are there slot machine YouTube channels, they literally stick a camera in front of a slot machine screen, put a couple thousand dollars in the slot machine, and Man. just keep playing until they hit a jackpot. The denominations vary. The bets vary. The payoffs vary, but of course, every single video has a, a winner. So she's hooked. <laughs> she's sure. Is this like she's going to win. Mars sort of thing, or is it? <laughs> I don't. And it's not like there's one. There are multiples of these things. Really? Out there. Huh. Yeah, like it's a whole genre. Huh. So All right. I'm looking forward to going on the trip because she wants to go because of this ex- obsession she has. And, you know, I like casinos. I like sure. to play some poker. Sure. And I think they have a decent poker room down there. So but it'll be fun. Be a nice right. trip away. All right. Well, hey, 
I hope you stay healthy on your trip yes, and don't please. have to take another detour. That would be preferable for us. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. that's definitely, yeah. <laughs> a lot of good stuff to look forward to there. Before we get out of this show, another huge thank you I have to send out for a brand new financial supporter. Hit us up over on Patreon. I want to thank you so much, Andy O. He popped in that browser, went over to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon, says, I like what you guys do. I want to support it. Clicked on the buttons, got out his credit card, whatever it takes, whatever magic they make you jump through the hoops on. And he joined what is an impressive and amazing roster of generous people who support what we do with a few bucks out of their pocket every single month. We love you for that. And we love you, Andy, for jumping on board with them. If you want to join Andy and the rest of our supporters, again, genxgrownup.com slash Patreon for as little as a buck a month. You can also be on the list and help us out. Very That's cool. going to wrap it up for this edition of the show. Don't worry, though. We'll be back in two weeks with another one. Next week, though, is our backtrack. That's where we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. And I'm looking forward to some <laughs> modem sounds next week because we are going back 40 years to see Matthew Broderick hack into NORAD and nearly start World War III with a little <laughs> war games. Yeah. Wow, oh, boy. 40 years ago. Holy cow. Yeah. Can you believe it? Can you believe no. it? Yeah. Yes. Watching that movie back, I can believe it was you can 40 years it. old. <laughs> You're right. You are totally right. If you enjoy war games or just enjoy hearing our kind of tomfoolery, you don't want to miss that one. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here, pal. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you. Always fun, man. Fourth listener, it's you, though. We all appreciate most of all, and we can't wait to talk to you again next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Check out a piece of pricey green. Uh, threw me. Check out a piece of pricey green tech for your chick. Chicken countertop, <laughs> not kitchen. <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> I wrote this and can't say it. Pricey green tech in the kitchen. Like there's like pricey green stamps, checky green things. I know. There's all it's kinds all of these things. Could be Chuck E. Cheese. Right. Good. <laughs> Take seven. <laughs> I'm Allison Holland, host of the Kennedy Dynasty podcast. Equipped with a microphone and a long-term fascination of the Kennedy family, I am joined by an incredible cast of experts, friends, and guests to take you on a fun, relaxed, yet informative journey through history and pop culture. From book references to fashion to philanthropy to our modern expectations of the presidency itself, you'll see that there is so much more to Kennedy than just JFK or conspiracy theories. Join me for the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast.